Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special Bella Asks episode of The Ethicast. I'm your host, Bill Coffin. As longtime members of the Business Ethics Leadership Alliance, or Bella, know, we offer a special concierge service whereby Bella members who have any questions at all about ethics and compliance can send them to us, and then our internal experts will provide an answer and or direct them to a helpful resource for more information. Some of these concierge requests are rather specific to a particular company's needs, but many of them represent larger themes facing Bella members. That's why we're using this show to thematically respond to high-level questions from the Bella community. Joining us to give those responses is Bella Chair Erica Salmon-Byrne. Erica, welcome. It's great to see you again. Bill, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I'm really pleased that we were able to make this special edition of Ethicast happen um, because, as you said, we get thousands of these concierge requests, and uh, I will bet you a dollar that if somebody has that, that the question that they share with us, there are five people out there in the universe wondering what the answer is. So, I will not take that bet because I'll be out a dollar. So <laughs> the first question we're going to get into is a pretty interesting one. How many of the Fortune 500 companies have their values listed on their websites? That's mm -hmm. the question. And I think it's a fascinating question because it tells me a story. I kind of imagine who is asking this question and why. Is it somebody who their company does not have their values listed and they're trying to get the internal buy-in to do so? Or could it be a company that doesn't have their values listed and is trying to get a sense of how that stacks up against their peers? So this is a fascinating question for me. I'd love to know what you think about it. Yeah, it is a fascinating question. And it, it, when I did a little bit of research into this one, when the question came across to us, um, what I found is the the it divides a little bit into uh, categories based on audience. So the people, you know, the, the, the question of your values and how you use them as a business is um, one that we've been encouraging Bella members to think about a lot over the years. And you can see at the uh, our, our most recent Global Ethics Summit, for example, there was a lot of conversation about setting the narrative and seizing the wheel and seeing ESG in interest as an opportunity to tell a story about what matters to you. Well, if you have well-articulated value statements, that's a really good way of telling people what matters to you, right? You can share your values publicly with the world on your website as a way of, of, of talking about what matters to you. If your values, on the other hand, are something that you put on a plaque on the wall, then chances are good you're not going to use them in your narrative. So it's a little bit of a chicken and egg question to me, to me Bill. If you are somebody who has well-articulated values that are really embedded in the conversation of the business, and it's something that you want to use to tell your story, they're going to be on your website, right? They're absolutely going to be on your website. They're going to be a way of organizing things that are on your, your website. They're going to be a way of telling the story of who you are as a business. They're going to be a way of tying the, the reader of the site into your corporate purpose. If, on the other hand, you see your values as something kind of disengaged from the way that you do business, then you're really unlikely to use them. So um, it's a mix. And to the person who asked the original question, who I like to also think, Bill, is probably somebody that's trying to get um, the ammunition to be able to do this in internal conversations, yeah. a big part of the question is why? What's the use case, right? Mm -hmm. What's the use case for the values? Are you going to pop them in the footer of the of the site? Really not a great use case, probably because very few people actually go to your footer. Or are you really going to use them to tell a narrative? Are you really going to use them to, 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 to share your story? Are you going to use them to attract future workers, future customers, future suppliers who are looking for a values fit. If we go to the to the data side of the house, as you know well, because we've talked about it in the past, what the data tells us is that especially the younger generation, they're looking to match their personal values to the values of the company they're working for. And so if you're trying to attract that group as a customer or as a future worker, put your values on the website. 
Now, let me ask you a follow-up question. I'm trying to think cynically about this, right? Yeah. And to stress test the concept. I can imagine an organization where, you know, somebody's trying to champion, let's put our mission, vision, values on the website. Let's, you know, publicly display this. The things we live by. It's an earnest, yeah. earnest statement. We want to live by it earnestly. But, you know, we wouldn't be in the business that we're in if mm -hmm. we weren't fallible. And sometimes companies make a slip despite best efforts, despite a robust program. And I can imagine an organization going, e, you know what? We don't want to put these things up there publicly because if for some reason we fail to live up to them, that is going to be held against us as, mm -hmm. as the benchmark by which we have failed. What would you say to that? It's a fair concern. Um, I would say whether you have your values on the website or not, if you fail to live up to them, you're probably going to have a challenge anyway with your existing workforce if your values are well distributed across your business. So a little bit of it then goes back to the conversation, Bill, that you and I have had over the years about the delta between the way we act internally inside of our businesses and the way we position ourselves externally. And one of the big changes of the social media uh, uh, universe that we all live in now is that delta has been shrinking so that increasingly the way you the way you work and talk inside your business has to match the way you work and talk outside your business because if it doesn't somebody's going to call you on it that is inside your business because they're going to see that delta as a lack of authenticity and they're going to call you out for that lack of authenticity in one of the bazillion channels that are available to people to call companies out on yeah. these days I consider that to be a little bit of a false dichotomy um, because mm -hmm. even if you don't have the values on the website, if you are using them internally as a meaningful way to inspire, uh, to manage, to evaluate your employees, then chances are if you don't live up to those values, you're going to get called on it anyway. Well, Erica, thank you so much for lending your insights and your understanding to our Bella members and to ethics and compliance professionals everywhere. It means a lot to everyone in the ethics economy. Well, I am always pleased to do it, Bill. And uh, to all of our Bella members, keep those questions coming. I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been a special Bella Asks episode of The Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ethisphere. If this is your first time enjoying the show, please make sure to like and subscribe either on YouTube or on our podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. Make sure to subscribe. It really helps us out. To learn more about Bella, please visit bella.ethosphere.com to request guest access to the Bella Member Resource Hub and to speak with a Bella Engagement Director. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business.